the one we recorded last time about Christian nationalism, where you peppered me with like a like tri- <laughs> trivia. I figured, oh yeah, I'll just jump on and wing it. And then you were like, hey, in 1776, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> Travis. Right. I have no idea. Hey there, if you've joined the podcast today, my name is Chris Jarvis. I work with companies on employee giving and volunteering programs. And my name's Jake McIsaac. I spend a lot of time thinking about public safety and restorative justice. So we are having conversations here that we've been having for 20 years. Yeah, the only difference now is we press record and share it with you. Thanks for joining us. On today's show, editor and producer Connor makes a cameo in the intro, while Chris and Jake review the takeaways from this season of the podcast and set their sights to the future teasing what's to come next year. Thanks for joining us today. Chris, this is episode number 20. Can you believe it? No. For the season, we are like almost done. This is like the wrap day. That's 20 episodes. Okay, so how many did we do in season one? Uh, People may not even know this is season two. So yeah, I think a dozen or so. Yeah. And they were they were okay. Like people should go back and then, you know, maybe during the break, check out if you're a new listener, go over <laughs> Here's and your homework to some of the old for stuff. Christmas from it's, Jake and Chris. Yeah. There are tons of cringy moments. I <laughs> Oh no, man, don't do that. Don't yeah. don't tell everybody about our cringy moments. Uh, well, I listened to a, a few and I think we had a few cringy moments this season too, but mm. um every season hopefully we'll get better. Yeah, I I agree. I this is a I think this is a much stronger season. In fact, why don't we take a second and just wh- which episode that yeah. we did this past year in your mind was the funnest? Like just it just I, it doesn't matter about the topic or anything like that, but it's just okay. it was just a fun episode the, to record. The one that was fun for me was Crumbs in the Butter. I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> I thought uh well, first of all, I loved hearing about the rules in your home growing up about but like that was just it's embarrassing no i loved it <laughs> so. no you it wasn't embarrassing to you they weren't your rules. oh i see right yeah True. yeah it wasn't my matter no, i love that i loved hearing about how weird you were yeah i i i, I enjoyed that that those hidden hidden rules the hidden curriculum episode was was kind of fun what was yours okay so it's funny because that's what we talked about in, in that one right hidden curriculum yeah. Oh my I think gosh, so. I remember the crumbs in the butter, but I can't remember. Hidden curriculum really quickly is. Those are all those, uh, the, 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 the scaffolding that you, you, you have to make sense of a situation. So, or the hidden rules that are, that exist in society that you have to know them to get ahead. Um, so that's kind of uh, navigating those, those the, the pathways to navigating situations some people have them, some people don't. If you know them, you have advantages and privilege. And if you don't, you're at a disadvantage. Okay. And often on the other That's side right. of oppression. That's right. right. And it Something just popped like it that. open. And it's like, uh, it, 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 we can, you can learn a lot of content in a school, but no one's going to teach you a lot about the norms, values, beliefs, and That's whatnot of uh, the social environment of the particular school or the classroom. Uh, those are all hidden and you just have to pick them up. But if you're not from that, groups yeah it it, it, it makes it next to impossible yeah next to impossible without uh someone i think this is why we need those connections we need other people you need guides you need people who can do that wayfinding right you need folks some some uh, you need allies 
who can uh, say, I know this is confusing. I know this is disorienting for you. Let's right. help you find the way, help you find the path. Or more actively, um, I think the other piece of that is dismantling those barriers. So even if it's not about a person, you don't have to wait for someone to be on a quest. You can pay attention once you know that the way is obstructed for folks and start to dismantle those barriers. Yes. Making it more accessible. So Yeah, no, that, that was a good topic. I want to come back to that because um, it, it's an area that I struggle with um, as oh, well. So I, I, it, We're all leaning in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to know where I'm <laughs> more doing vulnerability. it. Are the things that I'm saying go. that, yeah, I want to be more explicit in my rule-ish. Like if I can see them, then I can right. unpack them or at least share them with folks. So I, I've got some more learning to do there, I think, for sure. Uh, so we should do that next season. We'll pick okay. it back up. Okay. What was your, uh, what, what episode did you find fun? Well, and you can't pick the same one. No, I, I, I wasn't going to, uh, not that it's not a good one, but, um, I did like crumbs in the butter. I thought it was a good example of what we're shooting for in this, um, in this series, but I kind of really liked the one from last week for me was a good one too. Transactional oh, versus transformative volunteering, a tale of two Jarvises. The, yeah. Obviously we both remember it because it's a, um, my, my last name's Jarvis. So we talk a little bit about me and my dad, but then also this amazing woman, Marguerite, whose last name is Jarvis as well, um, from the community mm -hmm. that, that just was great to remember yeah. how much I learned from her. And how, that was just a lot of fun stories too. I think that's a great way to say it. Uh, you know, these um, these guides come in all sorts of, and uh, we bump into folks, and they're not always in classic roles. They're not always right. the CEOs or right. the heads of different organizations. We've both learned a lot from Marguerite over the years, yeah. and so yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. Okay. So those Talk are the fun that. ones. Let me. Uh, I'm going to ask you now. Um, which one was harder? <laughs> well. <laughs> The one we recorded last time about um, Christian nationalism, where you peppered me with like a like tri <laughs> trivia, <laughs> that was that was a little hard. You know, there's it's very clear that one of us prepped and one of, one of us didn't. Hey, we're gonna talk about Christian nationalism, and That's I right. figured, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll just jump on or wing it, and then you were like. Hey, in 1776, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> Jarvis. Right. I have no idea. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, oh, that's a good date to pull out of your hat, though, for, for as an example. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely was Alex Trebek, and I had all the answers. In all seriousness, I think it was hard because it goes after things that are very sacred to people. Mm -hmm. And I think we, I mean, we've talked about race. We've talked about religion. Mm -hmm. We've talked about politics. Uh, yeah, and we've talked about nationalism, white nat white Christian nationalism in politics uh, a couple yeah. times this season. It's hard because I like talking about those things, but I don't want to cause harm. I know that yeah. learning and growing is hard for folks. So sometimes if you're, if the listener might be offended, I hope it's not, we're not trying to cause offense, but I recognize that that might, might happen. Uh, and so I don't like that aspect of it, but so I find it hard. I think you and I are both very open to confronting ideology mm -hmm. yep. and methodology, but we don't want to confront people. 
on the show. Even people who maybe exemplify some of the things, like we mentioned Marjorie Taylor Greene, and for Canadians or anybody else around mm-hmm. the world, she's a uh, Republican uh, congresswoman. We definitely didn't intend to attack her at all. I don't think we did. I think we just said, here's what she said, and here are our concerns about that. So yeah, I hope listeners didn't take that as a personal affront on anything that they may believe or where they are in their own journey. Right. Uh, At the same time, I do hope that it does... um, Disorient? Disorientation or some friction points for folks to say. Well, because, I mean, I think we've done that for each other over the years. We've had other people who've come along and really pushed us to think differently. You told in this season, I believe it was this season where you told the story of Mike Clark doing that for you. So, yes. Yes. Poking a finger in your yes. chest. So I hope like the podcast version, we're maybe doing that. We're, we're that Mike Clark poking in the chest, exactly. but not, not intending to hurt people just to provoke it. What about, what was it for you? What was a tough one for you? The difficult one for me was, I think feeling like a fraud was interesting, but yeah. definitely we talked about one where uh, too tired to be woke. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that was interesting. That was difficult because it was just you know it's a real topic. It's top of mind. Is once you become aware, there's a bias. I forget the name of the bias, but it, we've all experienced it. It's built into all of our brains. And human beings' brains, uh, once they have an experience with something in a, in a kind of notable way, not in a passing way, uh, you begin to notice it all over the place. So when you buy a car and say it's a Honda and you're sitting in it and you're driving around, all of a sudden you notice all the other Hondas on the road. And that's just this bias again. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. Hopefully we'll stick it in the show notes. So once you begin to think about the us and them and the systems of power and just the casual things that I have always assumed were just what men did. And then I realize, mm, yeah, if, you, if you're a man in Mad Men, Mad Men type. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like you mm-hmm. equate these kind of bad, disinclusive or hurtful behaviors as well, it's just what men are like. A boys will be boys kind of thing. And once you step back and go, nah, you know what, that that's a decision to adopt, adopt that behavior. I see where this behavior came from. or I see how these behaviors hurt or potentially exclude other individuals. And then you see it everywhere, like driving that Honda. Yeah. And you see it everywhere in your own life and your own behaviors. It it can be overwhelming. So f- that episode for me was uh, just, uh, interestingly, we touch on Christian nationalism in that episode as well. I mean, it, you're right. You're touching on the whole part of it being overwhelming. The, that mm-hmm. it's, it's, if it's everywhere, why bother? I mean, what change could we possibly make? Or I can't keep up with every single. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said, guys, again, I'm sorry. I can't, you know, you can get like that Mm -hmm. or you can do what I just started doing. Every time I say it, I'll call it out. I'll I'll say, Hey guys, uh, sorry, trying to do gender. It's hard. Okay. Everyone. I think what we want to do here is, and then they come to me and they say a couple of folks on the team said that they really appreciated you noting that publicly. Because it shows them that I'm interested, but it also is a reminder for maybe some of the other uh, dudes on the team. But it models in, in, in that instance what I think folks want from uh, leaders or people who are, I know that probably makes you uncomfortable to use that word, but, but, but the people <laughs> who are in leadership in their space to, to yeah. take ownership of, of things, yes. to, to demonstrate what accountability looks like, like live in it. 
not just talk about it, not just have it as a, as a value yes. posted on a wall somewhere in a really inspirational poster. What does yeah. it look like for, for lived accountability in that moment? The individual responsibility taking can be quite powerful for folks. Okay. So that was a favorite episode, most difficult episode. We had some guests though. We had Andy Reed from Portland. He's with Prosper Portland. He talked about, you know, he was oh, teaching man. at a university and homeless living in his car for an extended period of time. Just how his sister got sick when they were little and destituted them. Just, it was so personal. Very, very personal. And he was very honest, didn't hold yeah. back. I really appreciate this. It didn't get sentimental. Like, you no, know, no. yeah. Remember in 12 Steps, you, we used to talk about mm -hmm. uh, war storing, telling yeah. war stories. When I used to get so drunk, blah, blah, blah. And that's against the And war. everybody starts rolling their eyes. Yeah, yeah. And, we do not we yeah. like, we don't want to hear about your exploits when you were. So he talked about it so matter of factly without making it poor me or overly weird. It was just like, no, then I did this and yeah, I did that. It, so if you want the real, real from somebody who's been through it and they're probably for some of our listeners like you, you definitely want to check that one out. I, I was, uh, I was at, at a bachelor party a couple of weeks ago in, uh, in New York and connecting with some folks. And, uh, there were people who had listened to that episode Oh. And they they really leaned in and were saying, "Hey, we listened to your the podcast. Oh, that's kind of cool." And um, they said to me, uh, wanted to talk about how moving it was when Andy talked about not being able to access the services while being the guy helping people access yeah. those same services. We talked about that for you know yeah. twenty minutes at this event, and it was just kind of cool because it his story really I I could see it in real life. His story having an impact. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That kind of yeah. feedback from people. Uh, yeah, I'd love to get more of that to just to see if it resonates or, or who else may have a story like that, right? Yeah. I mean, he's very involved and he was at the time, but he's very involved in working with communities that are mo uh, more adversely affected by poverty mm -hmm. or lack of access to health or other support systems in the United States. And uh, it, it's very cool to see him bring that perspective of, I get it, I've been there too. Uh, I have, and having that lived experience, just, he's just a phenomenal person doing great. Yeah. Work. Even, even if you, you know, I'm sure he doesn't open with that story with everyone, but I bet people pick up on the authenticity. Like yeah. there's just something really yeah. genuine about yeah. the way he engages. And if you happen to know the story, then it goes, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I'm guessing that uh, for the folks that he connects with, they have a really good connection with him uh, around it because of his his lived experience, which, you know, to the point of this podcast, who would have known lived experience matters? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what we've been talking about. It so, is. It is. Um, I was I was going to uh, bring up Scott. Scott Lynch was uh, one yeah, of our was, guests. And that, that was, was uh, I think Scott episode. was our first Guess. guess we were just really yeah. stepping into this idea of what would it be like to have a guest i thought it was a lot of fun I, there's just it so was. many more stories that scott has we could bring scott back for another episode next season oh talking about so lived experience yeah 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 and he's like an open book he just he loves he has a strong value on sharing his life so others may learn and benefit from it so yeah. I don't know if you'd ever talk about it that way, but that's, I, I, we both know Scott and we both know that Matt really matters to him. I don't know how many people he's taken to 12 step. Just mm -hmm. you, you want to go, I'll go with you kind of thing. So 
And then we had, um, we, we were in Halifax. We, sh- we did that one in person with Scott and we did the other one in person with your friend who was uh, amazing, incredibly smart, Melissa McKay. Oh, when, <laughs> what's interesting about Melissa, Melissa's a listener. This friend, but I think what brought her to that saying was uh, feedback, particularly on our cancel culture episode in, in season one. Yep. wanting to push back. So uh, we yep. welcome those kind of guests too. So there may be Definitely. listeners out there who are like, well, then let me find a season two episode to rip you on. Yes. We'd love to have you on season two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah find, make some good critiques and uh, next thing you know, boom, boom, you're on the show. I guess that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and in that one, we dive into, a, 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 you know, a difficult topic. Uh, we yeah. jumped on the cancel culture mistakes we made and mm-hmm. then went into some sexualized violence conversation. So uh, there's great, uh, very extensive list of notes and, and things to read uh, to understand some of this. Some resources there together. too, for sure. Like in the show notes on that one, what That's I really what I mean, like yeah. about the show notes there, it starts with the resources where folks can go in, the, in Canada and the US anyway, some very common resources around, not just content, but for uh, um, supports. Yep. And we touch on, Amber Heard's uh, situation with Johnny Depp. We talked, we touched yeah. on Louis C.K. a little, uh, Kanye. Uh, oh, we did talk about Kanye then too, didn't we? Just yeah. seems to keep going. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a brand that won't quit for reasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we had an author, a published author, and a professor at Berkeley, so... Uh, elevating our status a little bit, just having you on the show, Alex <laughs> Bedak. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Alex. Yeah, that was that was a. Uh, there were some great stories in there too. I mean, Alex was lifting right from his book and just lot. Like, yeah. And we kind of got well. You did because you're the host. You got a copy of the book in advance and got to I did. tease those. That's true. I did. Got to tease those things out, but there were some great stories that really um, helped make it every day, which is what we're trying to do. Like take yeah. these really sometimes um obscure or elitist concepts it kind of feels like these uh, things like race and politics and mm-hmm. intersectionality are left for uh the, the hallowed halls of academia and and what i liked about alex's book and stories is he was just kind of mainstreeting them giving some really great examples right yeah so anybody at any level can be a change maker that's his premise so we tried to bring in yeah, but what about changes around diversity, equity, inclusion, mm-hmm. and when you're dealing with identity and people feeling threatened? And so got into that a little bit. And uh, I, I agree with you. Some of the principles carry over nicely. So here, I've got a question for you. Yep. Uh, since we're co-hosts. Um, <laughs> That's the put theme. That back over. Is it? That's the theme now? Um, what do you think the most important topic uh, uh, we've talked about? The most salient point? The thing that just jumps out and says... If we had to put a pin in season two and say yeah. we, this was the most important, what was it? You know, I think it depends on the listener. But from my perspective, we could go to the most important in terms of sort of an organic sharing of our humanity and trying to answer the question, which this podcast is about, the Sorrington Dilemma. What would it be like if we lived in an inclusive world? I think the monetizing slavery one um, oh, yeah. From April 20th, where we, we show the clips from the um, Ebony, Ma- was it Ebony Magazine? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, ad that changed everything in the 50s. 
or late 40s where uh, American businessmen began to realize that the black community had billions of dollars that they could get to. It was just an odd, interesting, progressive, and yet horrifying <laughs> guide that was produced. And then I, uh, it's still strange how it's carried over today. The, the, the uh, marketing campaign was called The Secret of Selling the Negro, mm-hmm. um, again by Mag- Ebony Magazine. I think that that kind of lines up with what one of the most important episodes was. It's it's probably not the funniest one. It wasn't. Didn't have the best stories. Didn't have any guests. But when I think about it, it was about understanding the assignment is to dismantle and and sabotage the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, From June 29th. Yeah, that was the one that. I mean, because I think it it's kind of um, it's the bucket that all the episodes land in this is what we're really trying right. to get get to we're trying right. to get people to see where there are opportunities for growth and, and for reflection and for change but once you become woke as as it were using that word with lots of air quotes um then you got to do something else about it and it's it's got to be about sabotaging you you, you can't leave yeah. this this in the same state as when you found it yeah and so yep. i think that for me was one of the most important ones yeah, and I've been using that uh, that that phrase, "do no harm," and handing it fully intact to the next generation is incredibly harmful. So we've got to go beyond that and sabotage, like pull at the threads and say, just like I was saying, every time I use gender norming, blah blah blah, I recognize it, pull at the thread in front of everybody and say it's not normal just to assume male. Well, it might be normal, but it's not okay. That's a <laughs> right? better way to so, say it. Yeah, definitely. It may be common. Um, and yep. so that's what's making it hard is because yep. we're doing something that's not common and that's That's a good thread pull, right? right? So yeah, you do that I, in front of everybody and everybody says, Oh, and then the system, the more you tug at these little points in the system, the more likely it is for the next group to come along and, and get a better collapse out of it. Yeah, eventually, it's it's, it's like uh, it's like a pinata, right? Like we're just taking we're just taking swings just at it, it away. But and you know, then you have to pass it on, and someone yeah. else might get the break. But yeah. it's all we're all contributing to it. And the candy that falls out at the end—that's our not having to move to Mars because we didn't destroy the planet, and we're more inclusive, and we share uh, power with everybody, and we get everything kind of organized as one group. From the many, the one, which, mm-hmm. you know, in God we trust, replaced on the money from many, the one. And um, then when the aliens attack, we'll be fully prepared as one group to uh, defend ourselves. I, I, I really like that uh, there's a there's a, a rush to colonize Mars like we haven't figured out <laughs> um, that this whole idea of colonialism <laughs> is just not worth. <laughs> No, no, didn't work out. But like, oh, no, not on each other. Oh, my We're gosh. You remind me of what we mm-hmm. said on the show on the 30th of November, which was when uh, Christopher Columbus wrote back to the king and queen of Spain. <laughs> yeah. He said, hey, you know what? Unlike when we go to other countries like India and that kind of thing. Well, the British did. Um, and we kind of have to negotiate. There's no one here. They mm-hmm. said that. Like mm-hmm. looking at these huge civilizations that have been around for centuries. There's no one here. And the people who are here offer no resistance. I mean, you could use that phrase right now. We're going to the moon. There's no mm-hmm. one here. Can you imagine having that mindset? Well, I think that it's not even a mindset. It's our brains. <laughs> we have uh, the brain that will other people. To dehumanize is second nature. We're constantly working against that. 
Yep. I think if we're doing this work. So that was a great season. 20 episodes, lots of different topics. We get into it. I, I feel like it was a better version of what we're after in, ter- in terms of really thinking through the disorienting dilemma of trying to live as though we were inclusive and then looking at what's going on around us. But for next season, picking up from how Melissa helped us, I mean, reaching out, yes, there's proximity so Melissa can talk yeah. to her friend. Yeah. But we do have Twitter for yeah. as long as Twitter exists. You know, wherever folks are engaging with these um, podcasts, you can certainly send a message back and we'll get those on, the, on those platforms. You can go to the website, uh, which is? rw.institute. Uh, and you can look it up there, but... Um, we're going to have something better in place because I think it's been a little hard to find. Because people listen to us on Spotify, Apple, mm-hmm. Amazon, a bunch of other ones. Yep. Um, but in terms of the feedback loop, we're going to get a little better on that because we do want to know from people what we've gotten wrong, what you think we've gotten wrong, your version of it. Jake, don't you think we've touched on things and people go, they keep mentioning this phrase. I have no yeah. idea what it means or what they mean by it. Maybe there are things we could explore more. Well, there, there definitely is. And, and, uh, listener feedback is really, uh, is really helpful. Like for me in my house, like Hayden and Owen, they are listening. Uh, Owen really has been harassing me saying, when are you guys going to talk about Andrew Tate? Uh, when are you going to talk about that guy? Now for the and listeners, are these your roommates? Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> these the step humans, uh, 13 and 15 who pretend that they don't listen. But then every once in a while, I will catch an episode on in the background while they're playing Xbox. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're listening. Yeah, yeah. Um, But really saying, why are you going to talk about Andrew Tate and that guy? And some of the problematic ways that he's influencing, um, particularly young men in their views of what masculinity is. Yeah, that, that, that could be a good one. Yeah talk about something like that but we'd love to hear from folks who are listening uh what topics would you like covered individuals related to topics that you think it could be interesting to explore what would you like to know more about that we touched on but we haven't gone deep enough for you or just you have a different point of view or a different perspective we haven't considered something anything along those lines to be more inclusive more encompassing in the conversation we definitely are you know want to make sure that we're representing uh, or at least exploring as many different points of view as possible yeah and um you know i think it is really important to have really get that feedback to put to provoke us when we when we didn't get it right yeah. or if or or if Maybe it's not current. Maybe we're reading old material. Yeah, yeah, like, that's true. There's nothing more embarrassing. Like, yes. oh man, the field has changed. Why are you guys yes. still there? Yes. So, I, so let us know. I had that experience the other day. You know, I for for years, not the other day, a while ago, um, I used the term homeless, right? That's the word we all know. And then somebody said, I think we're, we're flipping to unhoused. And I said, oh, why? I, I looked it up. Great thinking. Unhoused neighbors. Yeah. And house neighbors. Everybody's a neighbor. We're all on level playing field. We just use house and unhoused as an adjective rather than homeless as a noun for that group and those people with their problems. Yeah. Way, way better. Um, but it's great to just see that and unpack that a little bit. And I didn't know until somebody told me. Examples like that, we we would love to to hear from folks. Okay. So as we wrap up the wrap up for the year, we're going to be back in, I think it's February or March of next year. You, we'll do some promos. You'll see that in January. 
And we'd love to have any of this feedback as possible, of course, for you to get it to us. We need to make it easier and we will definitely work on that as well. Shout outs to some of the folks who make this uh, happen. Connor, our long suffering editor, editor, producer, encourager, uh, email buddy. Does a great job. So thanks for another great season. Yeah. And um, Pugstarter is a great organization. If you want to check them out there, you hear them at the end of every episode. They're based in Halifax, wicked smart, and lots of experience, like mm-hmm. top-notch experience with big production brands like MGM, Paramount, that one of the guys there used to do all this kind of stuff. So they, they're incredibly competent. And some great content there through the Podstarter uh, network. of Oh, the uh, other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So. Especially if you're in Nova Scotia or yeah. a Canadian. All right. I am looking forward to it. It is going to be a great year. Um, But in the meantime, we're all going to take a little bit of a holiday break for a number of different types of holidays from a number of different traditions and religions, I guess. And religions and cultures. And maybe just because people are tired (laughs) and can't wait for 2023 to be better. Was there a year where it was so good ever where you thought, yeah, this is it. This is a high point. So like George Costanza, when he makes the joke. (laughs) And he walks out on the high yeah. note. You don't stay. Like, is there a year coming, I, I, like 2028 where it's like, this is so good. No, no other year will be as good. There's no point in going on. Well, I believe that's the whole concept of MAGA. <laughs> and back at it. I don't know what that year was. <laughs> but the again suggests they want to go back to whatever that year was. The summer of summer of George. I don't know. Ronald Reagan came up with it. Make America great. And then so Donald Trump must be just again. Is I think it's just a reference to the Ronald Reagan era when. So, is it, um, so that's it. OK. Yeah. The fall of communism We're and wicked high inflation, wicked high interest. Still messing around with Iran. Yeah. Just a real mess. But All I right, guess so we're going back to the 80s. Going back to the 80s like a Marvel movie. Very good. Very hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, happy, happy new year everyone happy and new good luck year. with that yep <laughs> all right see all you right. next year thanks jake great year see you, buddy. have a great Bye. holiday Bye. you too this has been a pod starter production, production.